What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm are you sorry. sure? Are you sure you're not Brian Alvarez? No, I just, I don't want to yell in the, in everyone's ears anymore. I know. He's I just like, like, you just like, you straight up just like tried to do your Brian Alvarez. You want me to do it? What's going on, everybody? This is That's City Wrestling Brian, Radio. No, he usually just does a, how's it going, everybody? How's it going, everybody? It's Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer and Live. We got a packed show for you today. Yes. And uh, it's the B show. Uh, they had me filling in for Corey David Smith. Um, I don't know why. They just called me. We got a phone call from San Francisco. Thought it was Dave. It was not Dave. But <laughs> it's good. I am. Like uh, let's just run down the show here. Uh, just by myself. No notes. No, that's not true. We're not Brian Alvarez. No. We're not the figure four. <laughs> We are not them. We don't, you don't pay for us. You get us exactly for free, and that's the going to get a knock on the door by Brian. Hey, I, am I supposed to host your show? What's it, what's it called? Uh, no, uh, copyright infringement. Yeah, we get a copyright infringement. Anyways, guys, I'm your host Corey Smith, hanging out in the Diamond Studio in the beautiful San Francisco, California, uh, with my co-host of the day. Uh, Michael Vergara, co-host of the day, probably the week. Who the fuck knows? Probably you'll 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 probably be back. Uh, that's really loud. Um, you'll probably be back oh, on a, ooh, a new version of Slack is now available, guys. Oh, great. Guys, go download that. For Running your, out of space. All those <laughs> thumbnails that I'm sending this place. With uh, all your business. Anyways, a lot to talk about today. I don't want to waste any time. At C- I don't want to waste any of your time today. At CWR415. See, there was, I want to go no, so waste fast. Your, waste their time saying that. No, um, don't. It's not a waste of time by plugging this. At CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Stay up to date with us. Follow, like, share, and subscribe. Let the world know that you listen to City Wrestling Radio. Anyways, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. I don't want to waste any time. Uh, we got a bunch of news to talk about. Been wasting a- time by saying that you're not wasting any time. I what are you doing, waste Corey? Any time. I don't want to waste any time. Uh, AEW NXT News. Let's get right into it. Uh, draft is coming up. WWE draft. Uh, no, so not I drafted here. I closed the window. Uh, but the WWE draft is uh, coming to um, TV. This <laughs> yeah, where else would it be going? To <laughs> SmackDown Live or Friday Night SmackDown, whatever the hell it's called. It's called Friday Night SmackDown. And um, yeah, so it's going to kick off. The official rules have been, uh, there are rules to this, Michael, this time around. That's good to hear because, like, honestly, like, stuff with stuff like this, when you're left into the dark, you know, and you don't know what you're anticipating, like, you just you, your your excitement kind of lessens a bit now that they laid the groundwork for whatever the hell we need to do. Yeah, um, unless it's AEW dark. Oh, but it's not. It's WWE keeping us in dark, and that's lost my train of thought now with that. What's going on, Corey? Anyways, let's go over these uh, these uh, draft rules for the WWE. Um, ahead of it's kicking off tomorrow on SmackDown. Over seventy superstars will be eligible, as well as tag teams will be eligible in this year's draft. Uh, Thirty superstars will be drafted on SmackDown, and another forty-one superstars will be uh, selected on Monday Night Raw. God, uh, do you think they're actually going to like stage present each and every single one of those? No. Okay. No, we're probably going to get supplemental. So it's every two to three. So every two picks that um, every two picks that SmackDown gets, Raw gets three picks. Well, because it's just by by order. Because SmackDown's two hours. Yeah. And Raw's three. Why can't they really could just make it all three? Uh, no, and I'm all for three hour SmackDowns. Let's get more wrestling, Corey. Uh, since um, tag teams, they will count as one pick unless it's specified otherwise. Quick, who's getting split? Rude and Ziggler. Um, I guess they're losing the titles. What in a couple days on Raw? 
I mean, they have to. Wait, they're probably. That will. doesn't make sense because the the, the, the draft Vikings, is this is this Friday, but it's then this Friday and Monday. It's yeah, two but, nights. So they'll they'll get they'll get separated first, and then no, they'll lose the tag versa, title. Oh, okay. But all within one night. Okay. Like they'll lose the titles in the first match, and then later in the night they'll be kind of arguing, or they'll be like, "We're never being happier as a tag team." But all of a sudden, oh no, Rude's drafted to SmackDown. So Raw is making their picks during SmackDown. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what all it right. seems like. They're they're both going back. It's not like SmackDown is going to make all their picks. Yeah. And then Raw is going to make all their picks on separate nights. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, any undrafted superstars will immediately be declared as free agents and be able to sign with AEW with whichever brand they choose. Meaning, doesn't that mean the balls in their court? Honestly, like I feel like that's. That's a that's actually a bigger well that's a bigger p- position of power for that superstar. That's always that's like the NFL draft. If you go undrafted um, at the end, well, some, well, first of all, they'll have to they have to draft you first. They'll have to say yes. Well, you can you can choose the team, but then they have to give you a tryout, and then they have to give you a contract. It doesn't always pan out. You so know I mean? pretty much, just opens the floodgates to NXT. Yes, that's exactly what it's telling me. Yes, um, it doesn't seem like they're NXT's having any draft picks. So in in some ways yeah, they don't have any say. Yeah, in some Which ways fine. someone's someone's going to just be undrafted and walk down there. Who's going to go undrafted? Um, that's what I want to know. Who's who's going to have that storyline again? Who's going to honestly? Have the, it's I got it'll kids. be it'll be your twenty four seven lineup parade people that are going to go undrafted. You think that's it? You don't think there's going to be a like storyline? Cedric, like, I mean, not Cedric. They fucking they said something about Cedric Alexander last Monday. That's got to count for something, right? Right. You would think so. I mean, yeah. isn't he still with uh, fighting with? AJ? I don't know what brand he's in. That's the, and that's also kind of the the bitch of it is. Yeah, like I there's they have like they have there is zero distinction between each superstar at this point. Like, yeah, like you have your like you you have kind of have that hierarchy of knowing which who's who's in what brand, but then it doesn't really matter. But then you know now, this Friday it will because. It's a big deal. Uh, Fox is Fox. They want and they want a bigger separation. They're going to get a separation. And uh, all the picks, or not all the picks, but most of the picks are going to be made by uh, representatives from each um, Homer Simpson uh, from each uh, television Howie company. Long, yeah, Terry Bradshaw, Peter Griffin, um, Bob Bur- from Bob's Burgers, Burn Notice. Um, yes, yes, the, the yeah. one with the Latina drug queen, the Mister Robot himself, Mister Robot. Hey, Mister Robot. Uh, oh, um, no, Chrisley's in jail, right? Not yet. Oh, uh, maybe Chrisley will make a pick. No problem. Hey, y'all, I'm making a pick. I'm Chrisley. Oh wow, welcome to the show, uh, Todd Chrisley. I'm Chrisley. I pick Roman Reigns. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He does have that show. He probably will too. Just like uh, okay, um, Duck Man. Remember yes, Duck Man? Duck Man. <laughs> La Femme Nikita. Uh, La Femme Nikita. Um, and, uh, oh, oh, Highlander. I can't believe I made a Duckman reference. Highlander. It wasn't Highlander on USA? Yeah, yeah. Duncan McLeod. The dude with the fucking. King with the princes of the universe. So what What else? Like, let's just go over the great stable of USA shows. Uh, well, whoever the fuck was it? Whoever the fuck was in Silver Stockings. Um, but let's continue talking about WWE. No, I we're, we're not ta- going to, I want to keep on talking about duck, man. Let's, let's draft some people from USA to Fox right now. Homer Simpson to USA done. It's It's, it's happening. I, my, my number one draft pick is duck, man, duck, man, I'm, I'm duck man to C- city wrestling radio. Yes. Okay. I, can we, 
Can we have Duckman be our mascot somehow? Like, can we contact the guy who made Duckman and be you like, You mean hey. just get, no, we could just get Jason Alexander on the phone and then just say, hey, everybody, it's Duckman. You're listening to City Wrestling Radio. And just play that for every single episode. Just every fucking episode. <sighs> uh, but uh, nonetheless, like I said. Number one draft pick, who? Well, the number one draft pick will be decided after a match between Roman Reigns and uh, Seth Rollins tomorrow night. You think, uh, man, Seth so Rollins. Seth he, Rollins, of course, he's uh, representing Monday Night Raw. I can see him and, losing. And Smack, he's going to lose. It's on SmackDown. It's Roman Reigns, dude. And I think on Fox, you can in like his first match on Fox. And you can weave this into a storyline about, oh, Seth Rollins is in, is in a slump. You know, he he's going to make you can tell you could just you could just I can even like picture Seth Rollins just being like, I know you guys. Uh, he resorted to a sledgehammer. I, I had to go to a dark place and uh, none of you guys really liked that. I'm glad that ref was um, there to stop that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Based about that. Um, yeah. The, um, so I'm, I'm considering Roman Reigns is going to win and then they're just going to be like, yeah, you're drafted. What does that mean <clears> for the universal title then? What does that what, mean what for the mean? universal title? No, SmackDown is going to draft Roman Reigns. They're going to be like, we're going to keep you, Roman Reigns. No, that doesn't make sense. They already, ha- they already have him. They don't already have him. But then they can, but what, like you, they, you can't make a pick of who you already have just so you can prevent the other person that right afterwards. Brock Lesnar. That's not how it works. They're going to draft Brock Lesnar. I can see. Okay. Um, well, first draft pick, Matt Riddle. It's not going to happen. SmackDown, Matt Riddle. No, no he, I can, he would go to that, Raw. Anyways. That dude's Raw. That dude's going to be at Raw. Paul Heyman's going to salivate over him. Did I don't you know. See, did you see the video of him and Goldberg getting, walking by each other? Yeah, that was filmed months ago. But did you see the actual it? footage? Yeah. I sent that to you. I was the one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was half asleep when I watched it. I'm not your bro, man. Hey, we got some talking to do. <laughs> yeah. You and I got some talking to do. That's how Goldberg talks, man. Goldberg seems like he's kind of, he's just a weird dad. Yeah. He's just kind of out of touch, but he's still trying to have that energy. He wants to teach you a lesson. He's yeah. he's excited to teach you a lesson. I'm not your bro. I'm not okay. Your bro. I'm glad you brought your shoes. Hey man, I'm not. And you could tell Riddle, dude. No, this was an angle. 100 percent an angle. Obviously, no, I don't think so. I think it. Um, okay, oh, you know what? Up. Shut up. It was, but I don't think they like real like it really panned out the way they wanted. Like it look, we're looking the position that Matt Riddle is in right now. Like I, he, okay, I'm not gonna say he's the first draft pick, but I can definitely see him be in the top five. Yeah. Like you say, like he would just pop out at an out well, of nowhere. Well, he did just lose. He would get a pop. He would get a pop that like if he would, uh, well, no, he won't get popped for, you know. Yeah, I hope he doesn't get popped. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but Riddle, hide your he'll stash, get a re- I feel like he'll get a reaction if he gets drafted. Um, yeah, um, I think Maybe lot, not. Honestly, I, I don't now think that I'm thinking about as, it. I think he'll get as big as an NXT, like a big name NXT call would usually you get. You think they're going to have like NXT, like the locker room NXT watching the show? Like, oh, we're here at Full Sail University. Um, got everybody who's watching. Like, no. they did, like they did with Finn Balor. I don't think so. Like they did. You don't think so? I don't think. Joe, I think I, honestly, the, I think they would make this the biggest deal possible because ever. Because I think it's going to just be like confusing for the casual fan to be like, why aren't they getting draft picks? Because they're not getting draft picks. Draft the, Chad Gable. They're gra- they're, Chad Gable will probably Wait, go undrafted. Which, which brand is he? <laughs> That's the thing. I don't He's know. not on either brand. <laughs> well, no. I feel like no one's on either brand. Exactly. That's why Roman Reigns will get drafted as the number one draft. But, then, but, but like, I, like I said earlier, there's a hierarchy of like, oh, they'll make sure that you'll... But there are certain superstars where they'll let you know. Here you go, Roman. Here's your steak. Um, no, let's do Okay, look, I know everybody, every podcast and their mothers had a mock draft, but you want to just, I'll do five, you do five. Or do you want to be SmackDown and I'll be Raw? I'll be SmackDown. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, SmackDown, you're, you're Roman Reigns. Okay, Roman I'll be SmackDown, won. but Raw, let's just say Seth Rollins wins. Go, oh, Seth Rollins you wins. Get, you get, you get first. Oh, okay. Then I, I'm drafting, um, 
Oh, fuck, I can't do that. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Wow, for number one. Number one draft bullet. pick. Shinsuke Nakamura to Raw. Okay. Um, I'll draft AJ Styles. I mean, you kind of have to at that yeah. point. <laughs> Protect your mid-card champions. Okay, uh, number two. I'm drafting uh, the Viking experience. Why? Okay, all right, fine. I'm, I'm making sure they stay on Monday night. They're here to stay okay. on Monday Night Raw. SmackDown. Okay, so my number two. The number two draft pick, draft pick is going to be to be Ricochet. Ricochet, oh my God. Yeah. He's he's here on SmackDown Live. He's here to He has that. never been here on SmackDown. Actually, he's, has he? He's here on SmackDown Live. Oh, yeah. He, me, I feel yeah, like he he's has. wrestled a match in SmackDown. The tag team with Aleister Black. Yeah, for sure. Uh, where are we at? Number four? I mean, I'm, I'm making oh, my second two. pick. Yeah. Okay. You just made your second pick, Ricochet, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my third pick, um, I mean, I have to make... Does the, so we already have... Do our main champions stay? Like, you just... Um, or do we have to draft them too? I feel they didn't. They didn't specify that. So then Seth Rollins. I have to make sure he stays. Okay. Yeah. Becky Lynch. Okay. Hey, <laughs> you're breaking up. You're you're ju- you're just as bad as uh, Vince McMahon trying to break up Rusev and Lana right now, man. Machka. Um. Then number four, I'm gonna go. I have to go. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Damn it. Just because. Okay. <clears throat> uh. Let's see. I'm looking at who are. Okay. Let's see who's on Raw, and then I know there's a lot of dead air here, <laughs> and this is, and I feel like that we kind of we were kind of avoiding this. Give me a time, okay? Give me ten seconds. Just do a countdown. Uh, ten, nine, eight, seven, oh, six, five, four, three, two. Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode. Okay. And uh, my fifth over, I feel bad. I don't want to like be like, I'm going to draft Brock Lesnar. No, I'm not going to do I'm that. Gonna draft Brock uh, I'm, I'm going to go with your suggestion. I'm drafting Matt Riddle. Oh, damn it. <laughs> that was my next one. <laughs> oh, the swerve. That pick was made by Burn Notice. Oh, thank no. You. Thank Stop, you. Burn Notice. God, fuck you, Bruce Campbell. Uh, then my number five draft pick would be <laughs> um, Tyler Bate. Okay. Okay. Nice. I was gonna say Pete Dunn, but he's probably needed more in NXT right now. Yeah, he's definitely needed. Ah, oh, but guy. Tyler Bate was he? Is he really that much of a needle mover for SmackDown? But um, there. Surprised you didn't say Daniel Bryan. I'm surprised you didn't say Daniel Bryan because I already have Daniel Bryan. I'm SmackDown. <laughs> you don't automatically get to keep Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you can. No, no. He's already on your team. You don't draft people from other team. Oh, whatever. Okay, whatever. No, everybody's a free agent. That's the thing. Everybody at the start of SmackDown. is that what that says? No, but. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a free agent as of that. They're restarting everything. Whatever. Everything's picked. Welcome, Apparently, according to, to, Rob, to, Matt to Brian Alvarez and, and uh, what's that guy's name? Dave Meltzer. Everything's <laughs> yeah. set in stone. Yeah, that nobody. Everything's set in stone right now. Um, you know, how I'll, I'll probably change. It'll be interesting. Probably it's a good hook. It'll change tomorrow. You know, week two, like, I feel like Fox kind of, what I feel like they needed this considering how, where's Kofi going? Where's New Day going? New Day's staying on SmackDown. I think. Yeah. He's the first person you see. I Do you think it's going to be an, you think that intro they show this week, it's probably going to change next it's gonna week. Ch- it's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. But then next week, it'll, what do you mean? After. No, you said it's going to change. Like they have like, I mean, conti- this week, they have what? contingency plans. Like, Oh, yeah, all this- of a sudden Kofi Kingston just leaves WWE. You can just, yeah. I don't think it should be that easy. It should be pretty easy. Um, but there have been a lot of number one draft picks before. Let's take a look to see where, where they are nowadays. Michael, shall we? 
Um, Finn Balor, number eight. Uh, this, you know, I'm taking. I'm and I'm reading this list off Sportskeeda because hey, I'm 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 sleeching. Sports Legion, yeah. Uh, number one draft pick in 2002 was The Rock. So you know how you know where he's at. He's a he's a big movie Who? star, and uh, he does lots of things. He's probably going to be president one day. I don't know. Um, Not much of a stretch, really. 2004. Do you know the number one draft pick? Oh, they just stopped doing drafts <laughs> at um, that point. Well, kind of, sort of. It yeah. was chosen at random, and the first number one pick was Rene Dupree. Um, wow. After leaving WWE in 2007, Rene Dupree began working at various wrestling promotions, including Hustle, All Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Wrestling, and uh, Wrestle One. I was going to say he was NWA champion, but that's Rob. That's Sylvain Grenet. No, that's that's Rob Conway. Now a. Look at me. Uh, now age 35, the Canadian has uh, competed in lots of matches for Japanese wrestling company he Wrestle was- One over the last month with the uh, latest coming on October 7th in a six-man tag where he defeated uh, Kaz Hayashi, uh, Manubo Soya, that. and Shiji or Shuji Kondo. Think about that. He's 35. He is 35. That is... He came into that business... Very young. Very young and at a worse, at a worse time. Like that dude was JBL's shower boy, and uh, that's, that's that, true. Oh, like really? that dude was bullied uh, to the gills. Wow, that sucks. 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 That and sucks. Like see where he is now. Yeah. Uh, number number uh, was it six? John Cena, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Oh. He's doing pretty well for himself too. He's also so we're two and one now. Two people do really good. One. I mean, he's, he's still so wrestling. They just, so they just presented nobody on stage. Uh, what? Never mind. Keep going. 2007, uh, trained in the Bay Area. Uh, the great Kali uh, was drafted number one. He That's that effect. What's up? Trained in the Bay Area. He was trained like, in the Bay Area by uh, all pro wrestling. Um, I don't want to say exactly, but I believe so. I believe he was trained in all pro wrestling gym. Can he fit in a muni bus? I believe he'd have to duck. I mean, I want to see him on a BART train. That would gonna, be, his head's going to be up on the emergency hatch on the and, top. And he would just slowly <laughs> chop everybody's head yeah. and it gets in his way. Um, the great Kali, you remember him showing up at Battleground 2017, the epic pay-per-view. No, he, you don't have to. You don't have to go through Kali's career. Come nowadays, on. the former uh, world heavyweight champion runs. Uh, he runs a wrestling company. Did go you know straight this? to the 15 second. Did button. you know this? listener uh continental wrestling and entertainment in india so good for him i mean he has a wrestling company i don't know just thought thought is that it no no there's still some more uh ray mysterio was in uh 2008 you know who ray mysterio uh, you know is. where he's at uh mvp was in i uh, was also uh was smackdown's number one draft pick in 2008 so mvp he still wrestles in uh, independence he was the first iwgp number intercontinental one, champion dude. Okay. Um, let's see. And uh, and 2010. I mean, they pushed MVP for a little bit, like as an upper mid card. Like they they oh, committed, definitely. they committed to they that committed dude. to that guy. Uh, 2010. Speaking about being young in the WWE, Kelly Kelly, number one draft pick. No, that can't like what? No. Uh, WWE continued to use the same results based approach uh, when it came to draft picks in 2010, with the only difference being that the first match of the draft was a women's tag encounter between. So the first match to determine the draft pick was a women's tag match. Okay. So that determined the first pick. And so that, that technically means that Kelly Kelly was the number one draft pick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as the SmackDown duo won, Kelly Kelly was drafted to the Blue. Well, the, yeah, they just drafted her after the SmackDown t- tag team won. Okay. So. Uh, Kelly, and, Kelly, Kelly was Kelly Kelly. 
Yeah. And the last one is Seth Rollins. Number he was, one. He yeah. was drafted number one. Not in our mock draft, though. Definitely not. Shinsuke Nakamura for me. Yeah, well, yeah. Good luck. Hey, you know what? He likes donuts. I feel like I can keep him up with the donuts and cardio at the same time. If, okay. If he's still running and swimming, the donuts will be fine. All right. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's all I got right there. Okay. That's your, the, his, that is your brief rundown of the WWE drafts. Yeah. It's still cold outside. It's still chilly. Well, let's hope, hey, it's still, it's cold outside, but let's hope this draft brings a lot of heat. Michael, it's cold outside. No, it's not. You don't, you don't want me to sing that song? It's not the season. Okay. Well, it is, it, it, we should have a Christmas special someday. We should have a Halloween special someday too. Eh. Anyways, uh, let's focus on some more important topics at hand. AEW and NXT. The ratings are in, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, the ratings are in. You looked surprised for a second. Yeah, because I thought we were running down the shows. And no. I was like, oh, wait, no. Not exactly yet. Uh, Ollie Wrestling beat WWE NXT As again expected. For As the expected. second week in a row. But ratings are down nationally for both companies. It's It was naturally expected because, at, one, it's the second week. And, two... They were facing some pretty stiff competition with the uh, NLDS or ALDS concerning the baseball postseason. Uh, I feel was, like N- it, you said yep. NLDS. I was like, who's that? What? I, like, I thought it was a guy like named NL Diaz. NL Diaz? Yeah, NL Diaz. Uh, but the National <laughs> League uh, yeah. Division Series between the Dodgers, where they lost. Go Giants. Um, they lost. Man. Well, but here's Giants. the thing. I can't. <laughs> There was a debate going. I remember reading a like hearing a debate going on where like who had the worst loss yesterday, Braves or Dodgers? Like 100% Dodgers cuz A, they're the fucking Dodgers and B, they blew that lead at the bottom of the ninth. Clayton Kershaw's being his being super on brand choking at the playoffs and yeah. being who he is. Like yeah. with with the Braves like they gave up what? Like 10 innings, like 10 runs in one inning. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's, well, just a, that's just a beat down. A choke job is completely something different. Yeah. Um, that's your baseball minute, guys. Baseball minute presented by Michael. It wasn't even a minute. Um, like I said, both companies down. Uh, AEW drew 1.018 million, uh, whereas NXT pulled in uh, 0.79. Like I said, last week's numbers were 1.4 for uh, AEW and 8 point, or 0.84 for uh, NXT. I read somewhere on Twitter... That when they were breaking down the demographics, uh, more more young people watched Sean Hannity than there was pe- the young people watching NXT. Uh, well, uh, there was also which is very fright, which is a very frightening fact. That's just a frightening fact in general that young kids are watching Sean Hannity. Yeah, a bunch of Michael J. Foxes. Um, I wonder. If, I wonder. I wonder if they were turned on by SmackDown Live. <gasps> yeah, they they saw that Bro- they saw that Brodus Clay ad like, oh, that guy's a piece of shit like me. Whoa. I'm gonna watch Sean Hannity here. I mean, I thought they were brainwashed. I was trying to say someone brainwashed, not already. No, I mean, they, people. I feel like all the. I mean, I feel like people of that ilk know they suck, but then they want to be with people who suck, yeah, and tell everybody that they suck. Yeah, no Kurt Angle. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but Dave Meltzer did put a tweet out earlier. It says, uh, uh, "Brodus Clay is a piece of shit." Front, uh, front page should. Uh, no, I'm doing Triple H. I can't do it right now. Uh, front page should uh, have early indications that ratings are up uh, momentarily. Uh, one thing from national numbers is that AEW was down, but doubled NXT in the 18 to 49 market. Very, very sought after demographic. In markets, we have AEW down 10 percent and NXT uh, on TNT Live and was down 12 percent for the replay. 
say. And that's a very that is a very very interesting narrative that's being uh, put into light of this in this Wednesday Night Wars is that young people are more than willing to seek out other types of product while like 50 year olds they'll just they just want to stick with what they're the familiar with <sighs> what's this nwa that's power? not what 50 year olds sound like Corey. <laughs> oh my god you'd be surprised what a 50 year old sounds <sighs> like i know i'm fucking 32 dude I, i'm I'm, half, I'm more than halfway there and so like they <laughs> you know i think i think dave melter like went over this in his show where a 50 year old has a less of a chance of changing what they watch regularly than you would a 20 year old mm-hmm. saying because they're a lot more close in their ways. They're, yeah. They're just, they're more set in their ways and yeah. then they're just like, they'll just hope that the thing they're watching just gets oh. better because they've seen it longer. They've been around more longer. Yeah. They think they know how this goes. Familiarity like, with it. And yeah. you know, it's just wow. something, you know, and you know, once like even with uh like that could be said about a lot of things like, you know, your favorite restaurant, like this taqueria next to my house. Like when, if it eventually leaves, I'll be like, no, but I'm like, it wasn't like the best, you know, I'm just trying. Mm. Now I'm not going to get free burritos. Did they ever, did you get the numbers for the true TV broadcast? Cause I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, I would, cause like, cause that was airing. Cause they aired that at the same simultaneously, time simultaneously, yeah. just in case TNT would get the brunt of, you know, anything yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that just went long, but you would just, you know, you could just face, uh, you could just take that at face value and just combine those numbers. And that's just the total people watching. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a notable drop off. I mean, it was at, I th- honestly thought it was lower than expected. Yeah. But they they have a built in. They, I don't even want to say they have a built in audience yet. But I think I'll just go. I'll just, we'll just get there when we discuss yeah. the show in, yeah. in mass. Yeah. And uh, now. Or well, we have uh, well, one last thing is King of Pro Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, we're doing the preview. Oh, we're going to talk about. After our review of AEW and NXT. So stay Wait, tuned why, for that. It's the even, dark match. Why even bring that up? It's a dark match. Okay. It's a dark match. Uh, keep it going. That's how you, that's how you, get, you keep them listening, Michael. Yep. Anyways, uh, let's kick it off with uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, took place in Boston, Massachusetts last night. It was October 9th, Wait a 2019. Minute. You took notes for this? I took notes for both shows. Uh, I could take. I took I, oh, you did play-by-play? I did play-by-play. Oh. Play. I, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I don't know. I thought when you when you sent me that message saying you got a, you got AEW notes, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll hey, bring out Evernote. Then I got like, then some, some I'll color take the commentary wheel. for this then. I'll take the wheel on this one. Uh, AEW, Dynamite, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, uh, October 9th, 2019. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was, the, was on before this. Damn good movie. Um, that was last week too. No, last week was Suicide Squad. Yeah, you're right. So who knows what's going to be the next lead in? You think it's going to be another? That's how they get the young ones. The young ones? <laughs> They're going to show the young ones. I love that show. Uh, the young bucks. I mean, no. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross, and Excalibur, as usual, are your broadcast crew and run down tonight's card. So Tony says young bucks are the number one seed in the tournament, which they justify with their win loss record. Yeah, yeah they were uh, they were hyping up the Bucks a lot in the first second. I'm like, dude, they will definitely not lose. I if you were a betting man, the- I would bet money on the Young Bucks. What could possibly go wrong, Excalibur? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a video package of Bucks and and party, and we get to our match. The Young Bucks, who's two and one in their tag team record, versus Private Party, which who are one one. And at this point, I kind of just disregarded the win loss record because they show that graphic. Like a like a blink of an eye, dude. Like I could not keep track of. Yeah, that I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe like 
maybe down the road, like AEW, they're going to have like a website of like, hey, here's all our Ross. They're going to revamp their website. Yeah, I will, they'll, they'll definitely be like records eventually. That like especially if like once they become a little bit more, you know, records. Yeah. So yeah, you have SCU Hybrid 2 sitting with the audience. Justin Roberts lists Private Party as 24 ounces of vodka cranberry. I, I did like that. That was, that. That was very awesome. I, I'm, I'm loving Justin Roberts, by the way. He is done. Hey, he has he, he put his foot down on that fucking place, and it's great. Jim Ross explains that- As long that as you a, keep that, uh, that damn Daniel Bryan away from him. Yeah. Jim Ross explains that a tie will result in a double elimination. Nick Jackson chain wrestles Isaiah Cassidy for the start. Nick goes for the super kicks, super kicks early, spits his gum into Mark. Matt Jackson interjects with a dropkick gutbuster. Isaiah Cassidy does an Asahi moonsault to Nick. Mark Quinn tags with a leaping crossbody and two tope con helos to Matt and Nick uh, side to side in each ring, which got a huge pop. 450 splash on Nick to a very close near fall. Loud reactions for Private Party at this point. Super kicks from the Bucks. Matt Jackson puts Isaiah to the ramp for a powerbomb, leaving Mark Quinn into a sliced bread cutter combination from the top that rope, really leading awesome. to a sharpshooter to tap chance. That was really cool. Um, yeah. That sliced bread powerbomb combo exactly what i said Corey. i know but i just wanted is there an also, echo in here no. is yeah. there an echo in here yeah <laughs> tandem double drop kick to mark quinn as they build heat on him tag team wrestling chant diving foot stomp to mark quinn it's all the bucks at this point they tease a tag to isaiah but stopped by nick crowd eating all of this isaiah gets tagged and a, and does a double drop kick from the top and a double hurricane rana while selling the back i don't know what i wrote there man with the northern light suplex not once but two times but with the third time to both private party members i thought that was a really cool spot jim ross is putting over the fact that the bucks are not putting party away when they can and that the more time passes the more bucks are screwed which they really hammered at home like hey wait you should pin them right here What's going on? So I think that that sort of kind of justifies what's what happens later in this match. Isaiah crawls into the ropes to break the count. Blind tag by Isaiah for the gin and juice, leading to a shooting star press by Mark Quinn for a two count, which I thought that that's when this match really kind of goes into hyperdrive. Uh, a Meltzer drive. But then, you know, by the time I say that Meltzer driver is teased and stopped and Mark Quinn rolls up Matt for the pin and the win. I thought it was a phenomenal match. Um, I thought but, it was a really good match. That, yeah, um, I thought it was a phenomenal match. Personally, I would have went with the Bucks on this one if they wanted to, because I wanted them. I wanted to see them more yeah, in the tag team match because I feel like if they're going to establish this tag division, they need to get the most versatile, the best they got. Yeah. And for the long run of this tournament, like the Bucks really are your main stars. Like maybe, maybe have them get eliminated in the second round, but not the first. Well, yeah, no, I could see. But as far as longevity goes for this tournament, you know, people looking forward to this. Now it's just now it's going to be a lot of people. Maybe the Lucha Bros are going to win this, but then we got to think about who's who's watching AEW right now. Is it the laps fan? Is it you know? Is it the person, the hardcore fan who's tired of watching WWE? Who's I mean, if you just go, if you go like right down, you know, if you go break down demographics, the younger people. Um, But I'm not. Not saying like, you know, but like who like uh, like fans are not fans, you know what I'm saying? And the Young Bucks have such a name recognition right now. I think that any that out of any team in that they could have taken the loss. But to the casual fan who's turning on for the first time, why would I care about the Bucks after that? You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. Um, so, I mean, it, it made Private Party look really good. They did, but I feel like they were going to lose. They would have been in a. They would have been in the same position had they still lost because of this match. 
Don't you think so? Like they would have like in the perception of the fans, like they, they could lose, but then they could also just be gracious. Like they, they make these, they made, they made those guys. Yeah. Like through that loss, like it's a great match. And, but then, you know, the buck stops here. So, so to speak. Um, I wonder if it's, if it's like a situation where they're just trying to get more TV time for these guys, you know, less TV time for the bucks because they don't really need TV time and in a sense where they don't need them like for them to have that experience on TV. They know what it's like to be on TV. They know how to act on TV. They know what to do unless but yeah. for like Jurassic express for, you know, private party, even for best friends, um, not so much SCU, but those three teams, uh, and even the Dark Order, they yeah. need more time on to feel comfortable on TV. Maybe it's just because I'm I'm just gonna Live leave, TV I'm just too. gonna leapfrog a little bit further ahead, but then maybe it's maybe it's just because they Bucks is just gonna have their Santana Ortiz program coming going into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they might just be the foils to that faction, yeah. just so they that's what they needed. They're gonna be called and, SFO. Oh man, or, get ready to fly, or Kennedy yeah. Airport. Uh, one thing to note, I'm not getting picture in picture on my TNT app, which I was watching what? just so I can get, uh, yeah, no, it's, you know, use my cable subscription like a, like a law abiding citizen, Corey. Um, so I didn't get much cool. there on occasion. I got picture in picture, but then like it wasn't for a second, always for like, half a second. I got picture in picture, but then it just, the, the browser just went to this automatic commercial that just your, just your episode will resume shortly. That kind of well, it wasn't even that. Just like commercials that oh, were okay. built into the browser. I don't know. So I could probably miss some Spanish fly to the table from the top rope. For all I know, I don't know. Jericho enters the arena with Santana, Ortiz, and Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. Are you ready, Corey? Uh, oh, I'm ready. He calls himself. He, oh God, I already blew my load there. He calls himself the champion. Of AEW. Last week he took Dynamite to its biggest premiere, all because of him. It's biggest premiere. I mean, unless you count like. You know, five years. What was up with Hager? What was up with Hager? Was he just like literally just? Playing I think that he role? just wanted to say Hagar. No, Hager. no, 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 no. I mean, what was up with Jake Hagar? Oh, I don't think he back? blinked in a single. I didn't. I didn't think he blinked once. Was, was he? Was he broadcast. trying to do that, or was he just? Literally, yeah, no. It's like seemed, you just have that mysterious just look on his like you don't know what he's gonna do, but you know what he does. Something. To me, he seemed disinterested. Like he seemed like he like everyone else. And yeah, that's how he thinks of little of all the people around him. And that's also, how powerful he is. Also, one last thing before you continue. What the fuck was Ortiz doing with his fucking mouth? He was like chewing on his tongue. He's a he's a pit bull amongst pit bulls. Okay, well that makes more sense. I didn't understand that. Crowd chance, thank you, Jericho. And Jericho tells them to shut their mouths. They are not next. They are now. Jericho calls his group his closest confidants. He goes through each member calling Sammy Guevara a sexy Spanish god and that he's on his list, which got a big pop. I'm surprised that they didn't uh, they haven't made that shirt already. Probably. Sexy Spanish god. Well, they they do now. Call Santana and Ortiz psychos and that they're dirtier than they've ever been and they're street fight pit bulls and he likes it. Jericho does a Viva La Rasa chant in homage to Eddie Guerrero, whose birthday is the day of this episode. Wait, this episode? Was his birthday to yesterday or today? I'll look it up. Keep going. Yeah. He called Jake Hagar, Jake Hagar. He, and, but then well, he's Canadian and then he buries the, we, the people champ and that it was a stupid idea from bad creative. Hagar is staring, not blinking once this entire time. Like I mentioned earlier, um, Jericho calls Hager undefeated and that's a shoot. What did you think of the whole him shutting down the, we, the people champ? I thought it was awesome. I thought, yeah. the, I think it was good for, I think it's, 
It cemented Jake Hagar's. Um, I think Hagar. Dave, Dave, it, it cemented his identity. Dave Meltzer was like, "Oh well, uh, that just proves that uh, whatever they're chanting is the number one company." That's which true. I think, which I think is bullshit. Like what? Well, no, because they were chanting "We the People," so he was saying WWE is the bigger company. Yeah, because that's, that's how they knew him. But that's, that's where what, they knew him. From. I sure, but I think it's a sense where Jericho, you have to wash that WWE stank off people. You know what I mean? You have, and to. that's what he did. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And I think it was awesome the way he did it. Um, Jericho calls his group the inner circle and that they're in charge now. He then talks about Cody and how much he hates his family, Dusty and Dustin in particular. Jericho then says that he'll beat the everlasting <clears throat> shit uh, ow. out of him. Hey, I can blow, he blew the mic off. Okay, I they, can blow the mic you off. You know what? Good thing I have a compressor. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Eddie Guerrero okay. was born October 9th. So yesterday. Yesterday. Happy birthday, Eddie. He would have been 52. And we didn't know that with every show last night telling us. Yeah. And that uh, he'll celebrate in wherever full gear is shown. I was supposed to write that down. Pittsburgh, right? Or no, uh, Baltimore. Okay, in Baltimore. I yeah. knew it started with a B. He'll celebrate in Baltimore with a little bit of the bubbly. I never heard him say this before. Wow. Um, he also ends it with, you're welcome. I thought Jericho was a fucking god in this segment. Well, he, he, he yeah. made Sammy Guevara look like a million bucks. He made uh, Tito, or Tito Ortiz, uh, Ortiz and Santana. <laughs> That's what they need, more MMA fighters. Uh, Ortiz and Santana look good. Uh, I made Jake Hagar. No, this was world building. This was like straight up like him just create like he create he created all these guys within a 10 minute span. And I think that just I that that just goes the strength of Jericho, honestly. Like him but then it doesn't even show the strength of Jericho, but it also shows how fucking easy wrestling can be. Yeah. How he can make a bunch of these guys within, you know, 10, 10 to five minutes. And cr- like he created battle lines and w- within week two, like the like the dust has settled. Now this is what we're going. These are the directions. And yeah, I thought I he commanded this entire segment with the palm of his hand. Like he was on fire. Like he showed every worth every penny of that company. Fire. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, you concur. I concur. Doctor, 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 doctor. All right, uh, that goes to our next match. Jerick, Jimmy Havoc versus Darby Allen for the number one contendership of the AEW title next week. Picture-in-picture picture promo from Havoc saying Darby gets to feel his pain. He likes pain that everyone's going to feel it. Apparently, the, the young ones like the Darby. Wait, hold on. Yeah, no, he looks like a kid. Uh, kids love him. He's one of us. Him. Yeah. 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 What do you think of his gear? Do you like his Daisy Dukes with tights? Yeah, I, I think it's funny because I saw him live and that's my first notice. I was like, why are you wearing tights and days? Oh, it's fine. It's, whatever. I think it looks pretty cool. It's it's, it's cool. It's fine. I, see, I mean, I see people. I'm only asking because I see a lot of it gets a lot of hate. Here's but. the thing about Darby Allen is that I've seen him in great matches on TV and I've seen him in decent matches live. 22 years old. Put yeah. that into perspective. Yeah. Gage to Priscilla Kelly. Don't remind me. Yep. So, oh yeah, one thing I noticed in Darby Allen's Titantron video, you can see a mouse cursor at the lower left side. <laughs> like, press the tilde key, please. We're on TNT. You need to you need to tweet them. Slide in their DMs. Let them. Know. I gotta find. I gotta get that video. Um, they recap his Cody match at Fighter Fest, putting over the fact that Cody wasn't able to beat him due to the time limit draw. Darby, ex- I mean, it kind of and it also kind of telegraphs the finish too. Um, Darby extends his hand at the start. Havoc tries to punch him, but leads to a Mahistral cradle to a two count. Excalibur says, "If you want to find the definition of sadomasochist, put safe search on." 
which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Allen gives Havoc a cutter to the outside. Havoc builds heat on Allen, working the arm. Havoc uses his teeth to Allen's fingers for heat. <laughs> I think he's going to do a, a tag team with uh, Britt Baker. I don't know. He does an elevated sleeper hold to suplex. Death Valley driver into the turnbuckle by Havoc. Tiger driver 98 by Havoc. Crucifix pin attempt by Allen. I'm just saying moves by anybody. Havoc attempts an acid rainmaker, but it gets his fingers bitten. Coffin drop for the pin and the win. I thought this match was very serviceable. Uh, Got Darby Allen over as this resilient baby face, but with a cool punk goth skater look that's very in with the kids nowadays. Like, like it was great. Bo- both guys uh, did a great job. I just wonder what's going to happen with Jimmy Havoc. Um, uh, he'll come back. He'll go back to yeah, being, if he'll, wins, co- he'll go back being the lead singer of AFI. If wins and losses matter, then then what what happens? I don't know. We're, we're, we're wrestle a dark match and just, you know, that's what I feel like. That's what dark uh, AEW dark is going to be. It's just gonna, <laughs> like there's going to be some parody going on. where like, okay, but he like Jimmy Havoc lost this, but he won a match with uh, in AEW dark. He won against uh, Shima. Yeah, that's he's going to be the trampoline. He's going to be their trampoline. Shima. He's going to be their rebound. Um, yeah, that's Darby Allen, your number one contender. Uh, he had, well, speaking of Shima, did you see the Darby Allen match against, um, Shima? Shima? Speaking of Shima? <laughs> no. It's I great. It actually, I felt like that was a better way to get Darby Allen over than this match. I thought that was a, I thought that was a better match than this. Yeah. One thing I have noticed at this point is that they are limiting physical interaction between Jericho and Cody through this whole Darby Allen thing. They're making a guy while still putting the Jericho and Cody program in the back of your head. Like I just felt like because one of the, my main problems about AEW was their depth. Yeah. And I thought the, what this show accomplished was that you know we got guys, we got guys you like. We'll we'll show more guys that you like. Well, what's going to happen with this? So Darby Allen's going to face Jericho. He's going to lose. You know he's going to lose. See if this was WWE, Darby Allen next week and Jericho would go to a DQ finish with Jericho or with Cody coming oh, down. We don't want to beat Darby Allen. And then it'll be a three-way match and then Jericho would pin Darby Allen at Dude, what <laughs> It'd be actually kind of interesting if they if they put if they do uh, a three-way. If, no, if they actually really do a time limit draw. Oh, they do a time limit draw as but well. But then do championship matches have a time limit draw? Uh, they do have television time limit draws. See, that's that's part of the r- things. Rules know. are very sketchy in AEW. Oh yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Anyways, let's um, move on. Emmy Sakura and Bea Priestley versus Britt Baker and AEW Women's Champion Riho, who's only twenty-two years old. I found out. And every again, young people. She's, you know this and MJ. We'll she's get a babe. Uh, Emmy Sakura, of a baby too. Emmy Sakura. I don't know her. I've never seen her before. She likes Queen. Uh, she likes Queen. And what did she? she what was she wearing? What was she wearing down the ring? That that's the like, Freddie Mercury's getup from okay. Live Aid, dude. Oh, that's cool. Or, or one of her concerts. Oh, that's why she concerts. came down with her. Um, God, what's his name? Uh, tai Chi. Um, microphone stand. Uh, you see, I like B Priestley knocked it out of her when she put it in her face when they're coming. Yeah, down. I thought it was. Yeah, uh, B. I'll I'll just run this down. Bia Priestley enters, but Emmy Sakura unfortunately has the jobber ent- entrance treatment. Hopefully, it was due to time because I can't see Kenny being happy about that. Um, I, you know, because you, you have to you have to cut a couple. I'll, I'll ask him. And they were I'll a tag team, so yeah. they can come down together. It's fine. No, no, he was I'm making team. the call. He, he was no, he was doing a he was huge tag team with Riho. I'm not sure about Emmy. Collar and elbow tie-up between Riho and Emmy. They built heat on Riho. Romero special from Sakura and just tosses Riho because she's she's about the same as a piece of paper. It's not slight. That's her advantage. That's she's tiny. Uh, Bia gets the tag, goes right after Baker, throwing her onto the barricade. Baker retaliates with the referee Aubrey Edwards losing control of the match. Double suplex on the outside to Baker. 
And they, this is when they cut to commercial break, and I got picture in picture. And what I saw here was that Priestley double stomps Baker from the top, which you know would have been great to show that, and then cut the commercial. I, I do don't see s- why. I don't see why that could have. They could have just waited. I, I do want to say uh, Aubrey Edwards is my favorite referee now. Oh, she's great. She's my she's favorite really referee great. in all of wrestling. I mean, do you think? But then you also run into even, that problem, even, even above Sparky Ballard. I'm sorry, Sparky, wow. but wow. But then, do you think? But then I feel like that just depends on your philosophy of wrestling in general. Do you think referees should be enforcers? Yes. No, no, no. But I okay. Well, what what she's doing is great. But then, do you think it's good for the performers, the performers who are actually in the match, for you to know who the referee, like to pay more attention to the referee than the than there are performers? Well, I'm not paying attention more attention to the referee, but when the spots like that happen, but it is happening far too often where you know Aubrey Everett has to get in someone's face, and I think they're going. And she through. takes a shine off the, the actual performers. She did it with Jericho, and yeah. now she's doing this match. Uh, well, but we digress. Yeah. Double knees from Riho to Emmy. Fry Takayama spot from Baker and Priestley. They're really hammering this this rivalry going on. Uh, double underhook backbreaker from Emmy to Baker. Neckbreaker to the see that's the thing saying Baker and then neckbreaker. It's kind of a the bake the <laughs> Baker breaker. But yeah, neckbreaker to the rings of Saturn and teeth grab because you know dentists it, for the submission victory. It was like uh, what did I write down? Cross face mandible claw. Yeah. Well, then her, yeah, or cross, not cross face. It's not about the moves, Corey. Well, it is kind of about the moves. Wins anyway, and losses matter. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. I thought the match was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Established some storylines within Decent. the division. Uh, unfortunately, I thought. I mean, even though I even though I said it was pretty good, it was the weakest match of the night. Yep. Um, I mean, in general, this just wasn't a. Uh, as, as Meltzer said, it wasn't a great night for women. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. crowd seemed a little more silent, but I thought that it was because they were like blowing their load load early because said, of the. I'm, I'm going to count that now. The, second time you said it, I said that again. Yeah, I think because I that's because I wrote. I, it I just noticed when people say blow their load. I mean, you had that freaking godlike Jericho segment beforehand, and you had that Bucks match. Like I, oh, I, I don't blame. I don't. Load, okay? I don't. I don't blame the crowd for like being kind of silent blow because this load. really wasn't. I'm trying to actually say something, Corey. I'm trying to put some serious credibility to this podcast, and you're making cum jokes. Yes, I am. We get to pull apart from Bia and Baker with Riho comforting Baker. That's nice. But apparently, that's but apparently Britt Baker is your number one contender because she's facing Riho next week. Um, cool. That that seemed kind of random. I thought Britt Baker was a heel. For no, a while. she's not. She's. I mean, all dentists are kind of naturally heels, but exactly. They were, that's they're, my they're, point but exactly. But then, like throughout this entire you know AEW thing, they've been kind of building Baker up as their number one, but not necessarily yet. They want to yeah. build to her. her. I'm not, and I'm not entirely sold on Britt Baker, honestly. Uh, neither am I. I um, think Bea Priestley is a wrestling. more refined performer. I mean, did you see that tweet uh, from AEW's uh, official Twitter account that like Britt Baker got like a black eye from Bea Priestley? And I'm like, like that's not good. I know because first of all, Bea Priestley, she was the one that gave Britt Baker in a concussion that like took her like. That took oh, her off months, and yeah. now she's giving her a legit black eye again. Like, what's going on there? What's going on, Bia? Like, do you actually want to kill this woman? Bia, do, do you need someone to talk to? Not me, but like, I, I would see. Bia, be a priestly, be a priest. Well, well, never mind. Yeah. We kind of walked ourselves into that one. Huh? Anyways, a priest in the sense that you have to be nice backstage. Yes. God damn it. Be a good coworker. Yeah, be a team player. We get a nice video package and interview with best friends Trent Peretta and Chucky e. T. Did you see this? You I see saw this I saw a little bit of it. Where they were, it's slow motion footage in a field. It's their Titan Titan Tron video where they just slowly hug each other and then as soon as they hug, it's a drone shot and it just goes 
like goes vastly into the universe and says best friends. And That's then after awesome. that video, you see Chucky e. T watching it from the Titan Tron. He's like, wow, I'm still amazed by that video. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then you just, you just get video footage of them looking at their, I mean, it was, it's, 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 they're sitting in the arena with the audience. In front, like front row or whatever. Yeah, front row. You see Chucky e. T marveling the video and then they just get, it's not even an interview, but it's just like, hey, we're best friends. Huh? And then like, oh yeah, no, it was best friends complete with Orange Cassidy. And then well, they, Orange it, Cassidy's on the Somebody asked them something like, What what did you guys think? It's like doesn't matter what we think, it matters what he thinks. And then they like opened up and Orange Cassidy was there. And he got one of the biggest pops of the night, which was which is incredible. I still think you should be Orange Cassidy for Halloween. Shh. Oh. Okay. Anyways. And then after that, we get we get the lights off. I just assumed that we were getting dark <laughs> order, but no, it was an <laughs> entrance for Sean <laughs> Spears. <laughs> Let him in. Bray Wyatt comes out now. Yeah, Sean Spears. Uh, they, and then they damn, the chair. Injured. The chair is still a thing for him. He's the chair. He's sitting he's on the a, chairman. That's Laparka. Not he's the not chairman. Sean um. Yeah. Uh, Pac is on commentary. Uh, Pack. I'm sorry. Pack. Yeah. Uh, um. For the John Moxley versus Sean Spears match. Uh. He says. He says that he's due for a title shot because he beat Omega and Adam Page, which he's right, by the and way. And even, even uh, Jim Ross is like, yeah, well, got a point there, man. Who, why don't I get a title shot? And Jim Ross, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. John, John Moxley versus Sean Spears. Mox got trunks. Uh, I mean, that's he, one of my. He's, he's had trunks in New Japan. Yeah, he's. That, but I always thought like that was just going to be this, this distinction of his new. I thought it was that was going to be his no. New Japan look. That's him. Well, because when he, what the last time he actually wrestled in a, well, in a wrestling match for AEW, he had the, he had the pants on. He had Nikki Cross's pants on. That's true. And I did. thought that was just going to be his look going forward. He, that's what he looked like in Dynamite nay, last nay. week. That's what he looked like when he interfered at the Omega Jericho. I thought that was just going to be his look. But no, he got trunks. His New Japan theme is, you know, he brought the trunks, but did not bring the theme, which was unfortunate. But well, even the the finisher, they have to change the name of it. It's called Death Rider in New Japan, but it's called the Paradigm Shift. Well, called the Paradigm Shift here. It's called the, paradigm, it, it's called the paradigm Shift because my microphone just angled down like like yeah. nobody's business. Hey, you want to talk about me? No. Okay. Hold on. Just. Yeah, yeah, I uh, know because it was. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty good match. Um, but the the trunks, like I said, I've been used to them for a while, and um, I just think it's his look now. I think he looks ten times better too, as a uh, in the trunks as opposed to when he was you know, even in those tights in WWE. The tight or the tight jeans uh, were really bad. Yeah. You got Tully Blanchard interjecting himself into the match like a scared little boy. Damn, Tully. Uh, Mox uses his bandaged elbow to Spears to more or less test it out, like he said in that uh, that promo video that was released earlier. I love day. Jim Ross. He's like, that, or some one of the commentators like, that's the elbow that had MRSA in it. I'm like, gross. Uh, Tully pushes Mox into the ring steps while the ref is distracted. Spears uh, builds heat on Mox to on the outside. Your walk and punch. They were outside for way too long. How the fuck wasn't this a count out? Well, when they were in the death of, I mean, because remember Corey ref's discretion he just doesn't want to this is the second week of AEW he just doesn't want to throw that match away uh we got a really really wish, risky spot with um a death valley driver into the barricade by spears but in like the corner of two barricades yeah and yeah. on the concrete floor which i thought on was risky as hell floor. 
Uh, for a second, okay, and then we go to commercial. For a second, I had picture in picture, and then I didn't. This cut to commercial, so I am just going to assume that Renee Young herself is currently beating up Tully with seven Canadian destroyers. That that's what happened, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see anything. We come back from break, and immediately Spears hit Mox with a power bomb. Tope suicided from Spears, but Mox comes back with one of his own, running knee to Spears, which I thought would be his finish, but no. We still get a striking exchange from Mox and Spears. Ushiguroshi from Spears after an attempted paradigm shift, which is Mox's finisher, apparently, which we mentioned earlier. Still the same finisher, right? Still, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And we get a paradigm shift for the pin and the win. What'd you think of this match? It was decent. I just, like I said, uh, this thing in AEW where that's like the rules at ref's discretion, it just, it's throwing me off at some points. And I know it's cool. Like, the match is fine. This was, it it was a good match, but I just, sometimes it just makes me quite, I'm like, why? Like, why isn't it a count? Like, at least start the count. Like they did. Okay, let's just say maybe again they could they could always explain. It's very it's a very easy salt problem to solve. Where like the ref just he know he knew what was coming out of uh, your average John Moxley match, and so he was a little bit looser with his style. Just as you know, he doesn't want to hamper his potential just because of some throwaway rules. Yeah, come on now. I mean, I this guess. is wrestling. I guess. Yeah. No, I think it's actually pretty silly. Um, <laughs> Kenny Omega post-match. Kenny Omega comes out with a barbed wire broom and bat. Barbed bat, barbed broom. He's really doubling down on that fucking broom. He's the cleaner. He's he's. They even call him. It's the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Yeah, but then that's not. No, he's the cleaner again. Yeah, that's that's. If that's the direction he's going, that's the direction we're getting. Omega drops the bat, and before he faces off to Omega, pack bastard himself attacks omega with a chair from behind he doesn't just drop the bat he threw the bat to moxie because he wanted to square yeah, off he, with mox one-on-one but the barbed bat versus barbed uh broom but then advantage goes to omega because like if you look at that broom like it's a dry broom like you got the like the what do you call the end of that broom uh the wicker what's well, a mop it's actually more of a mop no it was a broom it was okay. a broom it was no, a it looked like it, no, it was it was a broom. Okay, uh, fine. All right, you're more confident. Than I, I no, I was like just watching it like this morning. So. Yeah, so like he has the range advantage, like yeah. he has the higher, he has a bigger with, handle. A bat does hurt worse though. Yeah, it's more solid and probably is less flimsy. It's the great, it's the great broom bat debate. You know, we're gonna find, we're gonna find out. It goes back. I'll say that we're to gonna the, find out. It goes back year. to the day, uh, the the early days of wrestling podcast. Anyways. It's like, is this is like a, an episode of Deadliest Warrior. Who is deadliest? Can't, the, the broom of the Batman yeah. or Batman. Maybe that's what they're it's going Probably Batman. Yeah. So, yeah, Pack the bathroom attacks Omega with a chair from behind. Mox stares down Pac as he leaves. But here was what I thought was interesting. Yeah. Mox, being a man of honor, just walks away from Omega. You yeah, know? I thought that was really cool, and it really is. is it's making, a very nice touch. It's making him not—he's not a full heel. He has his reasons of why he's doing. He is who he is. He just—he might be a little off the hinge. Like, hey. <laughs> but then he's like, uh, you know, I, I wanted to—I wanted to—I'm a man of honor. I want to fight Omega, but in not Ring like of this. Honor. Yeah, okay, yeah. Wow, good for them. Good uh, get for Ring of but Honor. But yeah, no, not like this. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, you know, it went above. Actually, no, it just went. It went like where my expectations were. Yeah. Um, I think this, I think like Sean Spears, it, it kind of put him in his place. And now, uh, I mean, he could always rehabilitate like through those Tully promos. Yeah. But to me, he's just a guy now, you know, losing to Moxley, losing to Cody. Like that's, he's kind of back at where he was before. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I also thought Omega kind of looked like a geek uh, this week. You know, him, 
just being on just being on the on the receiving end of a beatdown again with Pac with Pac. I'm never gonna get used to saying Pac. Pac. You gotta, um, you gotta pretend like you're a duck man. Pac. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. But uh, that's you know that's uh, that was Kenny Omega for the week. That's but, uh, uh, but hey hey listen the people in that arena they got they got Kenny Omega they got the Kenny yeah. But yeah, I can see the bigger picture in this, like they, especially in AEW. Like I have faith in them properly following up with it. Yeah, God willing. But that brings us to our main event: Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Adam Page versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Guevara, or as Brian Alvarez calls him, Guevara. Come on, Brian. No, he. he oh, okay, yeah. No, I was going to say Corey. No, he. I was like, come on, Brian, get the name Come right. on, Brian. Uh, Dustin still has the Brains Do Green Days theme song. Bless him. Wait, uh, who, wait, what? Dustin, that he has a does he oh that's cool because like it's just it's different enough you yeah, know, yeah, yeah copyrights yeah. like it's like wcw 90s it's yeah great. i got it tony shivani compares adam page to barry windham it's a very apt comparison you oh, know okay. your workhorse stud yeah who's, you know he's a that's, stud that's really the only thing i can describe hangman adam page stud you think that and i think that's part of the problem um, Jericho brings Hager, who hasn't blinked once this entire broadcast again. I have to, I have to make that point clear. Dustin wants to wrestle Jericho, who has a shirt on, but Jericho quickly tags in Sammy. But Dustin is having none of it and beats his, beats Jericho to the outside and rips Jericho's shirt <gasps> off. You know, yeah, yeah. Sammy tries to stop Dustin, but gets chopped midair. Piscato over the top rope from Page. Turnbuckle pancake from Sammy to Page off a of Jericho distraction. We get a commercial break. No picture in picture. So I'm assuming Eddie Guerrero has descended from heaven to give Jericho a frog splash and is now AEW champion. And then told the audience he has to go to his home planet because they need him. And they give Jericho a new one. And that's the one we see now. Pretty much that's what happened. Yeah. Back from the break, we have Jericho on offense against Paige. This is all building up to a Dustin Hot Tag. Amazing dis- discus lariat from Paige to Sammy. Like shades of G1 Like uh, from that. I thought it looked awesome. Uh, Dustin hits all his moves with the Manhattan drop and a back cross body to both uh, Sammy and Jericho. This gets an ovation from the crowd, seeing Dustin in top form, even at his age. Uh, Orihara Moonsault from Paige. Uh, that was Excalibur's words, not mine. I'm assuming he's right about that. Because they're calling moves. That's what I love yeah, about yeah. taking notes about this. I could just say the moves that Excalibur yeah. says. <laughs> okay, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, great. Awesome. Uh, from Page, that was mostly missed by the broadcast, but is clotheslined by Hager. Oh! Yoshi Tonic from Dustin to Jericho to a two count, which I was actually surprised Jericho was willing to take that bump. A uh, power slam to, to Guevara builds up to the corner kick from Dustin. You know, the one where yeah, the yeah. Jericho raises his legs and he's building up to getting hit in the nuts. But it's stopped by Hagar, which the referee... His back, his back is turned because Guevara holds and distracts him. Yeah, which sets up Jericho for the Judas effect and the pin and the win. What did you think of this match? Um, it was it was good. I really liked. Uh, didn't Dustin bust out a fucking Canadian destroyer? That's uh, that's what that was, I th- they said. Yoshi Tonic. Oh, okay. Okay. And so uh, yeah, and sure. that's what I and then you know, Jericho was taking that I think. Yeah. Which I, so Dustin insane. Dustin to Jericho. I could be wrong though. I have only I've only watched this one. So that was really cool. I like that. Um it made him it made him both all four of them look really good. Yeah, no. There was a lot of heat to this and I think Dustin and Adam Page have really good chemistry with each other. I hope this isn't the last time these guys team up. Um and I, think- I feel like Dustin Rhodes can do like a lot of good for a hangman Adam Page. Yeah, no, definitely some experience by his side, and yeah. uh, maybe a run as a, at AEW Tag Team Champions one day. Let's mm, not go too far. Okay, uh, Jericho then, which or, led to a really good end of the show, yeah. which I liked because it was coherent from last oh, week. I can, 
I'll say that right now. <laughs> Jericho and Guevara beat down Dustin, but Cody comes in, makes and evens the odds. You know, he does. Bray Wyatt style. He steals. Yeah, Bray Wyatt style. Lights out. Uh, crossroads to Guevara, but Santana and Ortiz, and Ortiz uh, and, beat down. By the way, that fucking crossroads to Guevara. Oh my God! Crossroads is a very cool move, and to Guevara was crazy because yeah. he flew backwards and almost out of the. Oh yeah, no! Crossroads is a really great finisher. Can be de- elevated to a fucking awesome finisher depending on who takes it. Yeah. I think Guevara and Rollins are two people who are really good at that. <sighs> MJF then comes with a chair, but Jericho sets him up for MJF to hit Cody. <gasps> they tease and tease and tease until MJF hits Santana and Ortiz with the chair to an enormous reaction. Um, yeah. Great reaction for MJF. Jericho then hits MJF with a code breaker as the beatdown continues, but the Bucks come in for the save. They stare and you think it's over, but wouldn't you know it? Skeleton boy himself, Darby Allen, and his shredtacular skateboard enter the fray. He hits Jericho with his skateboard as the faces are all in the ring and stare down Jericho's inner circle. And we gotta go. We'll see you on AEW Dark. We'll see you in Thunder. And that was a blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the thing is that Darby Allen didn't just come down with his skateboard. He rode down on his skateboard. And then he jumped out of the skateboard. He pressed X and pressed triangle to grind on Jericho. Not like that, but you know what I, I mean? mean. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, he got him down. He They actually gave him some like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I wonder if he could actually win next week yeah, to the I, casual fan, not me, because I'm too smart for that. Uh, fantastic episode. Might be better than the last. Match of the night, I thought, went to Buck's private party. Uh, segment of the night. In fact, I think this was like of all nights was the Jericho promo. Uh, one... And you had a clear and concise direction of where each performer is heading. Uh, it was all shown to us, not told. Yes, the commentary team like laid things out for us, but it had a higher emphasis on action advancing the storyline rather than just huge ass monologues so wait, and promos. So what you're saying is uh, when and buzzwords that just when Tully Blanchard was um, when Tully Blanchard was attacking ringside, you didn't have a commentator like now Tully, you promised me you wouldn't get involved in this match. Tully, wait a minute, he didn't say he wouldn't I get involved. I was clinging after. to that. I was clinging to that. Yeah, uh, I got out of that show feeling a sense of urgency and excitement for the next week. Like there, it continues to world build. Yeah. Um, I thought the ending of the baby faces standing triumphantly was needed. Uh, it gave an enormous spotlight on Darby Allen and MJF despite teasing the turn. Like these guys, these guys aren't like, what are they like 20, 22? Like these are very, very young guys. And you stack that with like your jungle boys. Like mm-hmm. these guys, like fresh new young faces on the deck for the company. I thought it got over with the audience and myself tremendously. And uh, yeah, good show. Good show. Good show. That was so, AEW. Let's move on to the second half of the war. Let's go to the other side. Fly over the waters. Telegram number two. NXT. Oh, uh, one thing, uh, one note, like when I was writing this down, uh, NXT was going on. And then as I was, as I was typing it, I heard Morrow oh, say, God damn it. We will light the fuse. No, he says, uh, he says, uh, uh, oh, NXT is tonight and we're wasting no time lighting the fuse. And I was like, Morrow. Break the rules. Dynamite. Thank you, Morrow. I appreciate the uh, spelling out that uh but we kick it's off. still very interesting that he's the first person you see we kick it off with our first match of the night leo rush versus drew gulak uh this match wastes no time kicking off with gulak uh running towards rush uh with a drop kick uh, leo rush dodges spanish fly to gulak followed by a kick out uh rush hits a bottom rope stunner or springboard stunner towards the end of the match which i thought looked fucking fantastic uh final hour to gulak pin in the win leo rush your new nxt 
cruiserweight champion. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred five live. Two hundred five dead. Um, I thought this was a really good match. Um, not match of the night for especially in that show, but I've. I came off feeling really good for Leo Rush. Like there was a like there was a realness to it. Like you could tell like this guy was legitimately happy over his first title win after all the stuff that he's been he through. He never won the Cruiserweight title before? Uh, no, I don't think so. But then just even then like this is a guy who almost got fired and like just ruffled in a- NXT. Yeah, he almost got fired in NXT, ruffled a lot of feathers in the main roster. Dude got like and then he got exiled to NXT, doesn't didn't know what the fuck they were going to do with him and then they he somewhat said it himself that he was just, he, this was a humbling experience for him and for him to, you know, get this cruiserweight title. Like it may not mean much to like, to a lot of people, but then this honest, like watching it, I just felt like, man, like the, he, he definitely felt, hum- it was definitely like a humbling experience for the guy. Cause you, you go, could, Leo. you could see it in his eyes. Like, man, like th- this is an actual accomplishment. Like I, for yeah. me absolutely because and, and it also got accentuated with the fact that regal was presenting that title who was him. the one who kind of spoke up for leo rush yeah one. he's just a boy <laughs> he hasn't learned yet he will learn in due time uh, but he came out to put the title around leo rush's waist uh puts it around his waist drew gulak comes in rips the title off uh, uh rush's waist and then hands it back to him just to be like here you go give him spec points here you go spec points. Uh, i wonder if uh that means drew gulak is going to turn into face eventually number though. one draft pick Drew Gulak? Yeah. Hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, then we get a Finn Balor video package followed by a uh, Tegan Knox video package. She'll be back next week because she's Tegan Knox. Hooray. Yay. Then we have... Break Ray- a leg, Tegan Knox. That's a term of endearment. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah. Uh, this match just seems way too lopsided to even have. It's like Vader. Really? You're telling me a match between uh, Rhea Ripley and Aaliyah? How is NXT going to beat AEW in the ratings with matches like this? I understand it made Rhea Ripley look like a million bucks, but it just doesn't make sense to make her look like a million bucks going into a match with another heel. Shayna Baszler. I don't watch at the same time. I don't like channel flip because... Oh, neither do I. And I just... I came off watching NXT thinking like, what do you think is going on AEW for them to show this? Well, the second thing I haven't I- done the math, but then you know you had that you had that Leo Rush Gulak match going on. It probably uh, be or Bay Priestley and uh, Sakura versus Britt Baker and Rehal. I'm guessing, it's just what I'm guessing. Or Darby Allen versus no. Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, it's one of the two. I mean, I'm guessing the the former rather than the latter, though. Yeah. Uh, Ray Ripley. Um, it was a pretty fast match. She hits her spinning clover leaf. Uh, makes a uh, makes Leah tap. Rhea says that Shayna is dom- is the most dominant champion she's ever seen, but she's never beaten her. So, but she's also the f- most fucking dumbest. Well, she she just likes using chairs, you know. She she's like, well, you still have a beat me. Well, she technically did. She beat you by DQ. So I'm shaking my. Head. I'm like the same time though. Yeah, I'll get there. Uh, then we have um, uh, fucking heavy machinery cosplay. Uh, but Brizango playing heavy machinery. Is this a new gimmick for them or male strippers? Are they just male strippers now? They're male strippers. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, because they, they come made different gimmicks every week now. They're they construction weird, workers now. They made weird jokes to Beth Phoenix about male strippers. And I remember like, oh, we got Adam on line one. That's what Nigel said. What does that mean? Because because she's married to Edge and they're calling. Be- well, I, I she said something about Edge and they're like, dots a little boyist. That doesn't sound like Nigel at all. But no, they made know. they made pipe cleaning jokes towards Beth as, as well. I thought it was kind of weird. It's I mean, weird. she would, but she was definitely not like you could tell she wasn't really bothered by it because, you know, that's 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> sexual harassment at the workplace. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Man, from uh, Mar Ranallo, Nigel McGinnis of all people. <laughs> hey, man, uh, Brizongo <laughs> uh, so are supposed to take on Ever Rise, the the up the upcoming rising. <laughs> this was team. fantastic, but uh, no, Jackson Riker takes both members of Ever Rise out before they get to the ring. He was dragging both of them at the same time. Oh, did he? No, I, oh, no, he was carrying one, dragging the other at I the like same that. time. Uh, then out come the Forgotten Sons, because they're going to have a match with Brazongo. Um, unfortunately, my feed, Unfortunately, the match happened. Yeah, and my feet glitched. <laughs> oh, really? my, my complete feet glitched. You were missing much. Um, Forgotten Sons won by pinfall, though. So, Or at least I think they won by pinfall. I don't know. Eh. Cameron Grimes versus Boa, formerly Boa. Just something... Callback. Anyways, uh, Grimes points to the top of the ramp right when the match starts. Boa is distracted. Double stomp to Boa. Grimes pins and wins. But no, Killian Dane comes down to the ring for, uh, I don't know why. I think he's being paired with uh, Cameron Grimes. Just think about this, though. You had that tag match, and then you're having this Cameron Grimes, Boa, Killian Dane kind of ordeal. That's a lot of filler. That Uh, is a lot of filler. Cameron Grimes. When When you have Dynamite going um 2000 miles an hour like like that show i we'll get there we'll get to our like we'll wrap we'll, I'll, I'll probably say more about this on our wrap-up thoughts for both shows this week but then are we gonna have wrap-up thoughts too yeah eh, just stand them oh we still got a preview yeah king of pro wrestling but i just thought that like you have that going on at the same time like there was there was a lot more filler in nxt like they have done nothing to really entice the viewer to watch this particular episode coming off the yeah. momentum that dynamite had. i mean i thought it was i thought it was good i thought it was it, w- it was fun i mean we don't know boa so it's like him suffering a you loss. don't know like, a boa uh uh-huh. uh it's like um god raul mendez or uh raul mendoza mendoza losing. how do you not remember that name no, I, I don't know my money's on mendoza there, there there uh but yeah killing dane's being paired with game of grams right Seems like it because Cameron Grimes yeah. got out of the ring pretty fast and yeah. killing Dane. I always saw Cameron Grimes as like this carnival leader, and now this can be like a strong man in a carnival of. I see. I see a guy who just who follows Mumford and Sons on tour. Both of them actually. Mumford wait. and Son. Oh wait, wouldn't Killian Dane follow them too? Yeah, I mean he has With no Nick, choice. Nick Crosses have to be dragged along too. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Probably yeah. Mumford and Sons fan. Yeah, who who isn't? Me. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but you were talking a second ago about how matches are kind of dragging and competing with AEW. This mix match did not drag at all. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus the total package, Roderick Strong. I mean, I thought it was a really great match. Fans were strongly behind um, I, Swer- Isaiah Scott. Swerve's fucking song is fire. Swerve. I sure. fucking love that theme song so much. Uh, jumping sidekick to Swerve uh, to start the match. Uh, un- Undisputed Era come to ringside. We eventually have a slingshot double stomp to Roddy while he's hanging out while he's hanging off the ropes of the outside, uh, which I thought was a great spot. Then we have the end of heartache to Swerve, uh, stronghold the submission pin and the win uh, for Roderick Strong. Um, and it only was leading to the following program where Velveteen Dream comes out from the NXT Tower. And um, it says he speaking has, of tower, he, he says, oh, Roger Strong, you have a small penis. Yeah, pretty much. Photoshop uh, jokes. Uh, so he put a picture up of that Roger Strong posted on social media after winning the North American title. It's pretty good Photoshop, too. It was a pretty good Photoshop job. Um, I wonder if they were like, hey, Rod, can we just take another one just real take, quick? Just take it off. Um, so where he had the title covering his <laughs> groin region. I really like when they showed the original picture. You see Undisputed Era just go like, yeah, yeah, man, that's me. 
That's man meat right there. Yeah. It's man meat with title right oh, there. They, they, yeah. they were showing it with great pride. And then uh, Roger or uh, Velveteen Dream uh, snaps his fingers and the photo changes to a little tiny uh, blur over the growing region with no title cover. Oh. And they're referring to him having a small uh, uh, penile shaft. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Like, I thought it was funny. I thought, like, like I didn't think it was the best joke they've ever done. But it's I thought, just like it was like, huh? It could have, it could have been way worse. Yeah, I, I, I was like, uh, it kind of reminds me of the Chris uh, Jericho. I mean, it all comes back to Chris Jericho for some reason. It kind of reminds me of the Chris Jericho Photoshop jokes that uh, Chris, yeah, he did to Chris Benoit, some one time like in like in build up to their Intercontinental Title match, like for. Royal Rumble. It was a ladder match, and yeah, then there was this one. He just cut this promo where Jericho's like, "Here's Chris Benoit on a boat, and here's Chris Benoit with a goat." And you a know. picture of him with yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, I get it. They're pretty good. And it's 2001. Photoshop was probably not that easy. Uh, then event, and after that, uh, Cole says he wants to give it up to Swerve. Uh, that's when Velveteen Dream appears. After that, uh, out comes Tommaso Ciampa, and uh, he comes out. And there's Tommaso Ciampa with a crutch and a chair well there was a reason why he had that chair well you can want to sit down yeah i mean <laughs> it's most what logic. else can you do with a chair in a wrestling situation uh he sits down the ring and says uh we say daddy's home and daddy's back no uh, uh message to goldie daddy's coming home uh, no one uh, well yeah uh, I mean, I like it. After this, we have backstage. Really Chumper. great beard. He's really, he's really maintaining. And beard. and he's uh, he's full faced right now. It seems to be. I'm no. He's more just like, he's just more of just not so much like a baby face. Like ah, dreams come true, everybody. He's just face within the context. I of can't who wait. He is. I can't wait till we have Champa versus Balor for the title. Ooh, that's, that's gonna a, be fun. that's gonna be a great one. Um, but then we have backstage Champa going backstage. I guess uh, Garza was supposed to have some scheduled time. Um, but he confronts Champa. He says some stuff in Spanish, and I don't know what he says because I don't speak Spanish that well. And, um, you know, Kathy Kelly goes, what did he say? And Champa's like, I don't know. But apparently they're going to have a match next week. Champa is coming back next that, week to action. That is very interesting. Yeah. The fact that he's back in action this early. He, he's back, and baby. Yeah. That's, I think it's a little bit too early. Considering the extent of his injury, but if he if they if if he's medically cleared and if doctors in Alabama is saying yeah no you can do it and then he can do it I we'll see man yeah then we have Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair they had a match and uh, oh come on this match was better than the other women's match uh, I can say this was the best women's match of the night I guess uh, through, with with both shows uh, Belair won with a KOD after the match Belair Looked great. Uh, Belair says that Rhea Ripley uh, wants to take a shot at Shayna. She's got to go through her first. It's too bad that Kai, Dakota Kai had to take this pin, though, because you thought I thought there was going to be more of something to this return. Yeah, um, but no, she's it's a step it's a step back for her. I guess. Yeah. Only so only so much room to fill to lose to fucking Shayna. Uh, then we have the main event of the night, which was Walter versus the Kush Man Kushida. Great match. It was all good. Straight to point. Great, great, great match. Pretty, match of the night easily. Pretty darn good match. You know, it was classic. Uh, big guy, little guy match. Uh, Kushida. They're really building him. I don't know if they if they're going to keep him around in this division, or if they're going to move him to like a cruiserweight division or what. Because I mean, if they move him to the cruiserweight division, that's kind of cool because they're giving him that he faces heavyweight rub. Yeah. Even though he lost the Walter. I'm still thinking of ways to like. Like any justification to bring Kushida into a program program with Kyle O'Reilly. 
Oh, dude, Kyle O'Reilly. That man. would be because, you know, you see they have history against each other, best of the Super Juniors. Yeah. Like, you would think, like, they if NXT is in the business of making matches and competing with AEW, I feel like that would be the that would be the type of match you'd you'd have up your sleeve. And I know at last week it you said it's O'Connor roll. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I think Mario keeps calling it Okada roll. I don't think you're listening. I'm listening pretty loudly. Maybe Maybe that's the problem. You're listening too loudly. Maybe. Uh, but the end of the match had uh, Walter hit a big baby drop kick uh, followed by a power bomb to Kashman. Uh, he kicked out of that followed by a ripcord lariat. And the pin and the win is the ripcord lariat and his finisher. Just I am not familiar. I thought the power it bomb. took out Tyler Bate. Okay, so I guess yeah. Isn't the ripcord lariat Okada's move? Isn't it the rainmaker? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, but ripcord. No, that's a no. Okada's is more of a wrist lock because that's because they call well they call that's what Seth Rollins does with the knee. And they call it a ripcord knee. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We're not wrestling. Which uh, is interesting we're because not that's... Because, we're not wrestling wrestlers. Well, because that's also Trans 7's uh, uh, finisher, the Seven Star Lariat, which Ooh. is also... So you think that's going to... Oh, yeah, and I call it Rainmaker all the time. And so Trent, like, that that could also ring some story beats to the program of Trent 7 between Walter. And you know Trent 7 is going to take that title off Walter. It's the most obvious thing in the world. No, Wait, what? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I was, you, I was being you, sarcastic. Are you even watching NXT UK? Not really. I mean, are you? When's the last time you watched NXT? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't watched since we stopped reviewing it. They gave Gallus the tag titles. Oh, goody. <laughs> Good for them. I, I'm proud of them. Oh, uh, you know. I'm proud of those Scots. Dude, I fucking wish Imperium would just invade that press conference. And just take it and get knocked I out can by see, I want Velasquez. I want, I want Walter to make all of those guys look like absolute fucking fools. Dude, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But I hope it happens. I feel like both of them would, everyone up there would beat up Walter. No, no. They'd Come on, man. Up, they'd beat him up good. Uh, but that was NXT. You, Le- you actually said this in a wrestling podcast. Every You hope all those men would beat up Walter. I hope. What the fuck is wrong with you? Whoa. Uh, what's wrong with me is I want to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling now. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, King of Pro Wrestling is happening this What do you think of NXT? Actually, it was a good show. It, it, it's always pretty good. It's just the same kind of show it's always been. It's it's decent. Um, the wrestling is definitely still better than the oh. AEW show. But AEW again, it's another week. But AEW is more entertaining. AEW is building characters. You know, there's it's more be, they're exciting. Building something. Whereas NXT, yeah. this is what you get. Yeah, they, no, you get really good matches. You get NXT. You get what uh, they think that they think what they have in NXT is enough to compete against AEW. Even now that that's just not the case two weeks in. No, because you're going to get the the hardcore fans with that. You're just not going to get the casual fans. Uh, the casual fans want to be brought in by storyline. The casual fans want to be brought in yeah. by, you know, random crap happening. They want to be brought in by, you know, like even could look at AEW the last two weeks. It ended in like a brawl with both teams with each week, the different kind of five person faction standing tall. Which is really ironic because you think the people who would defend WWE would criticize every other promotion saying, oh, it's just a bunch of wrestling matches with no storylines and just moves and all this stuff. <laughs> and now NXT, WWE NXT is the one is actually doing that. And then you have AEW put just doing everything that the person who would defend it, WWE, like have that as their example. And yet they're fucking taking them to the cleaners over this shit. 
Yeah, no pun intended, right? Oh my god. Yeah, Kenny Omega. Just <laughs> getting started. Anyways, uh, <laughs> King of Pro Wrestling's happening this Sunday night, Monday morning for us. Yeah. Kind of ish, I think. Um it's, uh yeah, we we could just go nine match cards. Go through bit. it. Yeah. Uh we got uh Taguchi and Rapungi three K versus Suzuki Goon. Pongi three K, three K, three K is uh, winning that match. I yeah, sure. Uh no. No. no, no, I'm going Suzuki going just to be the contrarian. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Honma versus the most violent players, uh, uh, Togi Makabe and Toriano. MVPs. I'm going uh, the MVPs on this. I mean, right? They're um, gonna, uh, it, it, it's, it's Toriano. It's an undercard. This is an undercard tag match. There's not much stakes to this, really. Especially since, you know, Tanahashi can view it as like, oh, I was two on one. I mean, 20, oh, today is his 20th anniversary, by the way. Of what? Of his Young Lions debut. Oh, congratulations. That dude looks absolutely fucking jacked for a Lions Cup. He looks also always happy. Too. Participant. Like, you look at Lions Cup participants now, which, did you hear about Kawato? What? Um, What's that? He's a Lion. He was a Lion Cup. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he got sick, and now they're questioning whether or not he'll wrestle again. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, get better, Kawato. I've never, yeah. That dude was, a, that dude, not Not, was, not familiar was, with him. Yeah. But. He went, He was on excursion for Mexico, and then he got sick in Mexico, and now he's back in Japan with a family. Apparently, he's doing okay. I, I, I have a friend that just moved to Mexico, too, and he's like, the first week, he got like food poisoning. Then he gets Mexican like, a, meat allergic to something else, and then like, that's it, what, that's it was what all got like Canelo a, Alvarez. And uh, then we have another six-man tag, L.I.J. versus uh, Suzuki Goon again. Jesus Christ, uh, how many matches are they? This in? is a very Suzuki Goon uh, heavy show it, be, due to the fact that their leader is probably in the most important match of this entire card. Um, I'm yeah, I'm just gonna pick uh, Suzuki Suzuki Goon in this one because they're gonna look strong. Look strong, I think. Uh, then we have uh, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Minoru Suzuki. Big, biggest match of the card, arguably. Whew. So I mean. I, I'm going to just stick with the Suzuki on this one. Yeah, I can see Suzuki winning this match, too. Uh, um, he's taking th- out Kishin. It's Kishin. It's got to be Kishin, right? They, I mean, that was part of the angle. It has yeah, to be. Yeah, I mean, Wikipedia says Jushin Thunderlager, but I, that's just Wikipedia. They're not that smart to the game. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, Minoru Suzuki wins that one. Uh, then we have Will Ospreay defending his IWGP Junior Heavyweight I think title. this is going to be ma- I mean, this is going to be match of the night. My expectations for this match is our enormously high for Will this Ospreay one. is retaining that title in my opinion I can see Phantasmo taking it really yeah um, and then like who knows who knows what Will Ospreay has I think I think Will Ospreay is getting that he could retain but I can I'd, I would want El Phantasmo to to win that title just so Ospreay can either move up or just take a fucking rest <laughs> Just rest. Go take a vacation. I can see that dude doing the tag league. I can see him doing the tag league with... um, Well, he's doing the junior... Oh, we didn't fucking talk about that. What? The the teams for the junior tag league were announced. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We we didn't. Now we have to eventually. Uh, John Moxley versus Juice Robinson. I'm saying this is going to be... Because it's a no DQ match with the IWG. Fucking no DQ in New Japan. What does that mean, dude? No DQ.com in New Japan. Maybe. They made it. Wow. Um, congratulations. Congratulations, Cindy G. Uh, I'm I'm expecting Juice Robinson to take this title back just because John Moxley has other obligations. Right, but then but then other but he's also wrestling the Tokyo Dome. Who, Mox? Mox is Well, pretty- yeah, he could wrestle the Tokyo Dome, but I think he's gonna lose the title. I think they want that title uh, back. Yeah, they want that title back on uh, I can see I know what you're saying. Like they want that title on Robinson so they can have Moxley do other things. At the and, and then you could have the title back and like you could bring more people up, have them compete yeah. for the title. Whereas if not, Moxley would just be 
But then who else would who else would Robinson go after? Who else would go after Robinson? Sonata. Sonata, actually. Yeah, Sonata, because God lord, he's not gonna fucking win that match. Against Okada. Uh, Kota Ibushi versus Evil um, for the Tokyo Dome IWGP. Uh, yeah, this is going to be Kota Ibushi's match, right? Yeah. yeah, because like Evil, like all those shows leading up, like Road to King of Pro Wrestling, Evil has just been pinning Kota Ibushi like crazy, like okay. on all the tag matches. So clearly, you know, if you do wrestling math, that means Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi's winning. Losing. Uh, <laughs> what? Then we have Okada versus Sonata for the IWGP. That's the International Wrestling Grand Prix Heavyweight Championship. Thank you um, for spelling that out, Corey. No problem. Oh, I could spell it out for you. That's I N T E R N A A N A T I O N A L G R A space G R A N D. Great radio right here. Space P R I X. Who do you got in this match? X. That's the tricky part. The X part. Um. C H A M P I O N S H I P, and it's an it's not going to be Sonata. It's going to be Okada because it's the most obvious fucking thing in the world. I think that no, honestly, I feel like this because Sonata's contract is up soon, and they just wanted to give him a cons- a consolatory. I think is that I think that's a word. What if they're giving a the consolation? Title no, uh, maybe. Who knows? Like they they could definitely just pull the trigger on Sonata just Sonata so he can versus stay. Because um, that yeah. Evil versus Sonata at Tokyo Dome. Fuck it, man. Yeah, it's not like we saw that match twice during the G1. Yeah, not a lot of excitement going on for King of Pro Wrestling. I, but I just felt like I'll be excited when I watch it, though. Yeah, and I don't. Do you think that's just the way everything is for New Japan? Like, just at the moment, like, wow, this is the best match I've ever seen. Well, the men's leaving. You know, Suzuki might be leaving. That's not going to be a thing, Corey. Stop willing. Stop willing this to into existence. Harold the Minge Mage. Okay, fine. Anyways. I'm shaking my head. King of Pro Wrestling. That's this weekend. Watch it. Let us know what you think. At CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think that about does it for us today, right? Yeah. Yeah. B-Show. Week two. Week two of the war. <laughs> Dear, dearest Abby, the, De- war has, the weather has not been a kind one. Dearest Vince, I can't go out tonight, for I have Mesa in my elbow. Oh, I you, still you need have to Adam go Adam Cole writing letters to Britt Baker. Did dearest you- Brittany... It's the, the the times are hard on this side. Times are hard in the Florida the Florida line. And I have Chopper and Bala coming after me week week on week on week. Whereas you, dearest yeah. Adam, uh, it is it is a very cruel winter months. As you know, I must grab teeth wherever I must go. And yeah, yeah. Anyways, like I said, that does it for us at CW4. We'll make that a weekly thing. Letters to Adam and letters to Sure. Yeah. Uh, at no, CW4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what you think. If you have any wartime letters uh, from uh, the Wednesday Night Wars, uh, text them in to us. Or not text them. Tweet at us at CW4 and 5. I actually kind of like this idea. <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Don't forget to share the show and scream to the world that City Wrestling Radio is the best podcast ever, and you will devote your life to us. All hail City Wrestling Radio. Hail. Well, not like that, but yeah. Anyways, let's get out of here. Uh, have, guys, have a great weekend. Um, I'll see you on Saturday with somebody for Smack It. It might just be me, but who knows? We'll see. Guys, have a great day, and we'll see you later. Bye. Later. One of the last word, goddammit. it.